Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger and YouTuber extraordinaire. And she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you may have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies. Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3. I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chat. Yeah, so much so that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. We have a brand new beautiful baby girl and we are so in love. And we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know the rewards are great. We're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that we can pass on to you. So join us in this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello baby. baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it is December the 18th today. Woo, we're getting close. That time of the year. Perhaps the biggest holiday known to mankind. <laughs> Everybody give it up for Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to Hello Baby. My name is Matt Lanter. Sitting to my right is my wife. Her name is Angela Lanter. That's me. Uh, this is our podcast that you've stumbled upon. And uh, it's called Hello Baby. And, and we are doing this podcast documenting all things baby and parenting because we have a child now who is nearly one years old. That's uh, so crazy to say. So crazy to say. She was born on December 30th. So it's literally coming up here in 10 days weeks. or so. Yeah. Two weeks. You know, I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Makes well, me uh, so sad. We just got back from a little um, <clears throat> little vacation. Hey, did you like what I did with the the red lights in here? I just now noticed it. So in Hello Baby Studios, in in the podcast studio here, we've got some neon lights that kind of uh, illuminate behind one of my TVs. Mm -hmm. and, it's like and, a rope lighting. It's like a, yeah, it's like an LED rope colored lighting, and I switched it to normally it's on like a purpley. And I switched it to red because it's Christmas time. Oh, I thought it was for like the Falcons in Georgia. No, it could be. That's actually a great idea. I should keep it there. But this, I put it there for Christmas because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's my mm. favorite time of the year. I know. We just got back from a little, a little um, like weekend getaway for Angelo. We went up to uh, Santa Barbara, California. Went up there to celebrate her birthday. We were going to go last week and then she got sick. As you guys know, if you've been listening. Yeah. I'm still trying to recover, kind of. She's got a cough. And, uh, well, now it's a cough. It didn't start off that way. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm refusing to kiss her right now. It's been a long time. You've been sick for about 10 days or longer. Yeah, I think longer. And I know you keep telling me you don't think you're contagious, but look, when you're, when you're turning your head and you're hacking, <laughs> you, you don't give me much confidence that you're healthy. I mean, that's all. I mean, I maybe it doesn't happen to you, but when I get a cold and it turns to a cough, my cough lingers forever. That's just how I yeah. work for some reason. It's, yeah. it's frustrating. I, I wish it would just clear up. I, I, me too. It's about time we start kissing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Anyhow, uh, we got, I think, a fun show planned. Um, a little bit of a last minute, like always, but, uh, you know, we're talking Christmas and how can you not have fun talking all things Christmas? That's right. Anything Christmas is fun. Yeah. Well, in theory, but we should get into that. What? <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, what does that even mean? Let's roll this beautiful being music. Footage. Yeah, footage. There are 37 million vehicles that have been recalled so far for having a deadly Takata airbag. It's 37 million. You can do some good by alerting your friends and family about this critical recall and earn serious rewards for doing it. We're spreading the word about the Karma Project because, frankly, we're concerned for safety and for our friends and family members and anyone who might have this deadly airbag in their car. You can sign up at joinkarma.com baby. And help protect your loved ones. We have done it for our cousin. We're doing it for uh, our mom. And um, yeah, I mean, we're just, we just wanted to join up with joinkarma.com slash baby and uh, share that message with you. This is something that I didn't know existed. You can Google Takata airbag and you'll see like a whole history of this deadly airbag that's, that's in tons of cars. Like I said, like 50 million airbags in roughly 37 million cars. So so check it out. See if you could be affected. You can also actually be rewarded for every friend and family member who gets an eligible vehicle fixed and for sharing messages about the recall on social media. Eligible vehicles that you help get fixed earn as much as $55 in gift cards. So we're going to have to tell my mom and my dad, of course, your parents about all this stuff and my sister and everybody. Join the Karma Project and help get these deadly recalled Takata airbags off the road. Get rewards for every friend and family member who gets an eligible vehicle fixed and for sharing messages about the recall on social media. Go to joinkarma.com slash baby. That's J-O-I-N-C-A-R-M-A dot com slash baby. Joinkarma.com slash baby. All right, we're back. Shall we get started? Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, how was the getaway? Did you enjoy it? I did. I had a great time. It was nice to get away and relax and recharge a little bit. And I, I wish I would have slept more. That's my regret. But I had some work I had to get done last night. And so I stayed up way too late. We had a two-day getaway. You still worked on the computer. Yeah, I, I actually worked a decent amount. It's that that's, crazy. That's part of being a business owner. You don't ever truly get time off. You know, unless you have a staff who can take care of every single thing. Which we don't have. We're working on it. We're trying to hire currently a huge staff of people. <laughs> can you imagine? I do have an assistant, but she's only part-time, so. I was thinking like staff, like day-to-day -day staff. Just in your house. Like a butler. We need a butler. That's what I want for Christmas. A butler. <laughs> what what does a butler even do? I mean, he answers the door, doesn't he? And like stuff like that and drives you places. Do people, know that's a chauffeur. do people nowadays still have butlers? Mm, I Like that was a 1920s thing, but. Yeah. Do they have them nowadays? Does maybe anybody, like really wealthy people with a true house staff, maybe. Anybody out there listening, if any of you guys are butlers, 
No, if you know of a butler, or if you know of a butler, or you're, you you have a house staff and you have a butler, chime in. Let us know at Hello Baby Podcast. Slide into our DMs. I bet there's butlers in Beverly Hills. There's got to be. Uh, I would think so. At some of those estates. Let us know how that. Do you think they have the title butler? Probably. You know what I think of? I think of Carson. I do too. From uh, what's that? What's that jam called? Downton. Downton. Downton Abbey. That's right. Anyway, enough about butlers. Hey, I wanted to talk about a little bit about a couple of the Christmas traditions, just because I think it's fun. Yeah. And uh, I want to hear everybody else's feedback, too. So I would love for people to chime in and, and send us their DMs, just because we like reading them. What we've talked about a little bit, but like, what are some of the traditions that you and your family had during Christmas time? I mean... I know I know of a few, but I mean obviously I'm gonna let you say it, but like what what else when you think Christmas growing up in your family, like what do you think of? You're talking to me or the audience? Well, I'm talking to you because well, you were talking you're saying that you wanted people to chime in, so that's why I was confused. Yeah, but the audience is not gonna talk back <clears throat> to me right now. That would be a very boring <laughs> podcast if I was waiting for their response. So let's go ahead and go with you. So what do I think of when I think of Christmas? Yeah, what are your things that stand out to you about Christmas? What do you, what do you, you think about Christmas like as a childhood? Yeah, traditions. Well, I was an only child. Okay. I am an only child. Um, so my Christmas traditions involved mostly extended family. Okay. You know. Um, so what were some of the traditions? <clears throat> so Christmas Eve, when I was younger, my aunt, um, my aunt Gina lived in an area of Akron, um, that had a Santa that rode on a sleigh with a police escort. And it was truly magical. He would stop at your house. He would call out your name and he would give you a gift. And it was always the gift every year that when I sat on Santa's lap, he would give it to me personally at Aunt Gina's house on Christmas Eve. Wait, wait, wait. Let me pause for a second. Let me pause this podcast. I never told you this story? No, hold on. I'm gonna pa- I need to pause this podcast. Okay. This is an official alert that this podcast from here on out is not friendly to kids. Yeah. We're going to talk some spoilers, you know. Spoilers for kids. Go ahead and tuck them in. Put them away. Or tr- stop the stop playing the, the podcast. Car. Yeah, hit stop right now because I'm telling you from here on out, this is adult-only information. Content. Go ahead and hit that stop button right now. It's rated R, no. but not for the reasons that rated R's typically happen. Just rated R and that we're going to talk. Okay. Christmas. All right. I'm assuming now you've all hit pause or stop or your kid is not there or something and you're listening again. Let's proceed to this adult themed Christmas podcast. Traditions. Let me so you just mentioned Santa comes came to your house? So it was like Angela's house. kid? Yes. And so the whole when I finally found out the truth about Santa, that was one of my first questions because I couldn't understand. But wait a minute. How did he come to Aunt Gina's every Christmas? I would go up, get on his lap. He would give me a gift and I would, he would call me by name. I would get the gift and I have my name on the gift. And it would be a gift that I specifically asked Santa for when he would take me to the mall. That was always so, that was just. I, that was one of the things that kept me this. believing. It's a traveling Santa? Yes. So he was on a sleigh and he had a police escort. It's through Portage Lakes um, in Manchester. They went to every person's yes. house? So I got the truth behind it. So it was put on by the local fire department. 
And if you wanted your child to get a gift. As if they don't have enough things going on. Yeah, you know, um, then you took the gift to the, the fire station with your kid's name on it and your address. And they would then deliver it to your house, call the child by name, and no it would way. be the gift that you wrapped for them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Where did they carry the gifts? In the sleigh. that many kids? In the sleigh. Was the sleigh, what was the sleigh? I just, I, I haven't seen it in years and years and years, so I just remember the red sleigh and there being police escort in front. So was the sleigh a vehicle on wheels? I don't remember now. I think it, I, or was it being towed horses? on a flatbed? You know, we're going to have to ask my mom because now I don't remember. It's been years since this happened. I mean, how many, how many people do you think participated in this? I don't know. What if they got one house wrong? I don't know. Then the whole thing is screwed up. It was up. never wrong for me. And I they, I was a part of it from the time I was probably two years old to the time I was probably, I, I don't, I think I believed until I was like 12. I, I was a late believer and a late bloomer. <laughs> mm. But that's, so that's how Christmas Eve started. Then from there, we went to Mama's house, my mom, which, so my auntie is on my dad's side. This is Christmas Eve? Yes. Okay. Then from there, we go to Mama's house. And that's where like the party party was because that's all the weavers. My mom's side would get together. And I have how many first cousins? Like, I don't know. 20 something, 30 something first cousins. I can't, I've lost count. And um, we would get together and it would be a huge party. And we would all open gifts at midnight every year. That was like our big thing. And we, our tradition was things that were there were mama's fudge, which I'm getting ready to make tonight, actually. Yeah. We drank Coke. We always had Lawson's chip dip and chips. We had chip chop ham there. We had ham. We had, <clears throat> like a honey baked ham. They're just like traditional things that were there mm -hmm. that I remember. And this is for like a like a sit down dinner? Or... No, it was just wild because there's so many people. So like this stuff was available to just grab a plate and yeah, just you just made a plate and you ate and you know there's quite a couple of years with kids vomiting somewhere because you know there's just so much excitement. <laughs> uh huh. Because <laughs> there's yeah. just so many kids. Yeah. Um. Then Christmas morning. Um, I would open gifts. I would never be allowed to play with any of my gifts because we had a full day of family house hopping to do. That's awful. I never, ever once got to open my gifts on Christmas. Like I got to open the, the wrapping, but then I never got to open and play with any of them. So Christmas morning, then you would wake up mm -hmm. at your mom and dad's house. Mm -hmm. You'd open gifts. I'd have to wait till my mom's hair and makeup was done. Oh, yeah. And I would have to wait until Pawpaw arrived to watch me open gifts. Now, so I would literally have to go in the room and sit there and stare at all of the gifts that Santa brought, but I couldn't do anything with them until Papa arrived. Well, I've got a rebuttal for all that, but continue. Cuz you did had to go through the same thing. Well, kind of. In a way. Yeah, I know your story. Um <clears throat> then we would open gifts, then we would go to my other grandma's what house. What time was this? Early. So, did you wake up on your own on Christmas or did you have to be woken up? think that i had to be i don't think i had to be woken up i think i, I woke up myself okay so if you woke up early like did you go out into the room and just sit there until your parents woke up or did you go and get them up or i did, think that my mom was always up? up before me always but my really? dad was never up wow okay and then um from there we go to my mom all stacy's house which is my dad's mom and then that's the tradition of um cinnamon rolls that's where my tradition of cinnamon rolls comes into play which that's what okay. we do now yep and um Every year, my dad and I would fight over the the lid of the of the icing for the cinnamon rolls because we would do the Pillsbury. Mm -hmm. We would fight every single year over it, and he usually would win unless Mama like pulled it pulled it aside and let me have it. And we would open gifts there, 
and the day just progressed. But the, all Christmas Day was all on my dad's side. Christmas Eve was my mom's side and Christmas Day was my dad's side. And we would just bounce around between my grandma's house, my great-grandmother's house, or my great-aunt's house, or my pa- my papa's house. At the end of the day on Christmas Day, we always ended at papa's house. And we always ended up there at the same time when Home Alone was on TV. And papa would be yelling to turn off the idiot box, you know, and that's... So, but surely you probably got to open a couple, like one or two of your toys and take them with you mm. during the day? No, not usually. What? No. Why? My dad would always say I was going to lose something. So they always had to stay at home in the boxes. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's like torture. I know. My mom and I just had this conversation the other day. for a little kid. We literally just talked about this the other day. And she was like, she, she had told me, she was like, that's like one of my biggest, not regrets, but like, she just hated that I always was bounced around on Christmas day and I never got to enjoy like the gifts that were there. Mm-hmm. I had to wait to play with them. So for me, the day after Christmas was better than Christmas Day because that's the day I actually got to play with my gifts. Because so by the end of the Christmas Day, we were so tired and it yeah. was late, and we've been to so many people's houses. But the other tradition was is that, well, I had two, two more. One leading up to Christmas Eve is that every year when the Wish Book would arrive, the, which was the J.C. Penney's Christmas catalog. Do you remember getting those? Those the huge Wish Book with Christmas no, toys. No, I know you've told me the story, but I, I don't remember getting these catalogs. What? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, guys, chime in if you got these. Like this is this was like tradition. Every day that it would arrive, I would call my aunt Gina, leave a message on her answering machine, and say the Wish Book arrived. And then she'd call me back, and we would start at page one of where the toys were, and we would go page by page, and I would tell her exactly what I wanted from the Wish Book. And then she would let Santa know exactly what I wanted. And that's how that worked. Now, did you, I mean, as a kid, you have no restraint. Did you just circle like every item? Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, certainly didn't get every item. Got a lot. I got a lot. That sounds spoiled to me. I was very spoiled. I was an only (laughs) child. And then Aunt Gina and Uncle Nick, I was their only niece. They didn't have any other kids in the family. So... My dad's parents, I was the only granddaughter until Aunt Gina had um, Gianna, which I was like 14 when she was born. So for the f- like first 14 years of my life on my dad's side, I was the only grandchild. So I was spoiled rotten. And then on mom's side, I was just, um, I was the only one locally to mama that was at that age. Like my other grand, the other grandkids were that were local were pretty much older than me, you know? Yeah, right. So... I was spoiled rotten by either my aunts and uncles on that side or my cousins who were older, by mama, by everybody. I was just, uh, I was, I was very loved. (laughs) All right. But, and I don't say that in like a big headed way. I say that in in like the best way possible. Right. No, of course. So, and then on Christmas day, um, we would, when we would leave one of the, we would leave the Marino's house, which is my dad's side. It's the Greek side. And um, we would then go to Papa's house because my, grandparents were divorced and I'd always ride with Aunt Gina, Uncle Nick and we would count how many houses were decorated along the way how many houses had Christmas lights I don't know why but that was just our other tradition now did that's they, a Christmas day like thing. full-on decorator even if they had like one little wreath you would count like, it pretty much full-on decorated I yeah. think I don't know but we whenever there was lights we'd count it one Christmas in particular I remember that my grandpa got out a gun my dad shot a hole in his wall. That was on Christmas? It was on Christmas. Hmm. And that bullet hole was in his, and it was right next to the TV. I don't, I don't know why he did it. I don't, rem- I just remember him actually doing it. So that was a wild and crazy <laughs> Christmas day. 
<clears throat> I guess you'd have to know my family for that to make sense, but it makes sense, I guess, because my papa was, he was crazy. Maybe because you guys were watching the wild. idiot box. I'm watching the idiot box. We're watching Home Alone. He gets so mad and Uncle Nick would sit there and do his laugh. The <laughs> so he shot, shot through it. No, my dad shot the baseboard next to the TV and that hole was there for years. Hey, let's take a quick time out to give a shout out to the second sponsor of today's episode, which is Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. And how it works is that recipes, they're quick, they're easy, they're step-by-step instructions, chef tips, photos to guide you along. They send it right to your doorstep with everything included. They include pre-made sauces, dressing, spices. You get more flavor in less time. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. I love Green Chef because it helps when you get into a little bit of a cooking rut to kind of throw in a little bit of creativity and a little bit something different than you would normally cook for your family. Yeah, there's something for everyone with Green Chef. You can maintain a specialty diet if you want, Oh, you can enjoy exciting new options. You can switch up the meal plan anytime you want. Actually, the meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, carnivore. We actually had uh, we had like a lemon olive chicken, mm-hmm. which was uh, super tasty. Loved it. So Green Chef is deliciousness delivered. Now, for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash Hello, baby. Again, that's $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash hello, baby. So, okay, your turn. Okay. Well, let's see. I feel like yours aren't as colorful as mine because you guys were in Atlanta and you didn't really have any family. We didn't have family, but we certainly had things that we did. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Some of the things that stick out to me, um, and obviously like going, getting a tree. Uh, this is like weeks prior. And, and then- See, I never had a real tree. Oh, uh, see, we always had real trees. Never in my life have I had a real tree. And I, you know what? When we started doing the fake tree thing, it, it kind of weirded me out. Really? Know? Yeah, because part of the whole getting a tree and- you know, you go and you pick it out and it's kind of fun and you're bundled up or whatever and you come home and, you know, they put the water and it smells like it smells like pine or whatever all throughout your house. I mean, that's something that we really miss. We have those little sticks now. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing replaces it. You walk in your house and you smell a Christmas tree. It's amazing. I remember my dad stringing up lights and, of course, we all decorated and whatnot. Um, let's see. Coming up to Christmas, we, Christmas Eve, always opened i should say we we always went to church christmas Mm, eve mm -hmm. i think maybe as we got older sometimes we went to like a later service a candlelight Mm -hmm. but pretty much all of our christmas eve services were candlelight and i always really liked we grew up in atlanta going to a methodist church i think maybe in ohio we were at a presbyterian church but in atlanta we were at a methodist church and i really liked the traditional christmas and now as an adult you know i don't tend to like traditional services but I do on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I like singing by candlelight, the like the the candlelight service. The candlelight service. It's like those traditional Christmas songs. Hearing the story of Jesus being born. I, it's just 
I just like that. Mm-hmm. We'd come home. Typically after that, we would go around and look at lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I remember there's one house that was a few miles from our house. And this guy like did his entire garage in trains. Oh, wow. Like the whole thing was trains. And I always thought that was so awesome that his entire garage was- This a, is in Atlanta or Ohio? Atlanta. Oh, okay. Was like a, a, a huge, huge- toy train land i mean there was just like hills and multiple trains and wow tracks everywhere and signs and buildings and i just thought it was awesome um i remember doing that and then we'd come home and every evening or every every christmas eve we opened pajamas mm-hmm. all four of us and we'd put those on and then we'd open gifts from out of town so if any of my aunts or uncles or grandma, grandparents, all those gifts opened on Christmas Eve. Got it. Then we would end up like typically staying downstairs and watching a Christmas movie like It's a Wonderful Life or something like that, you know, on the couch. And of course, we'd set out our eggnog and our cookies and our carrots for Santa and the reindeer. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go to bed. My sister would usually sleep in my bed with me. And that's because I had like a, a full-size bed and she had like a day bed. So it would always be in my room that she'd sleep in there with me. And my dad would read us uh, the night before Christmas. Right? That's the, that's yeah, the book? That's it. Yeah. And it was like this classic, classic old book. And I think we've already talked about this on the podcast. But the book itself was from like probably the 60s or 70s. It was awesome. I think my sister has it now. But he would read that every Christmas Eve. We'd go to sleep. And then I don't even know what time, probably like 5.30 in the morning, 6 a.m. We'd end up waking up. And you know how that works when. Oh, I never got up that early. Oh, my gosh. I think we did. I remember getting up when it was like still dark out. Like when we were young, young, it was still dark out. So I remember that. And, And I remember that because we'd get up, we'd go like knock on our parents door, or you know, yell, you know, come on. But we we had a rule in the house. And we had a two-story house that we could not go downstairs to where the tree and the gifts were. We had to wait on the stairs. And the way that the the house was situated, um, like the top half of the stairs was enclosed. And then the bottom half of the stairs, then you could see into the family room with the tree and the gifts and everything. Mm. So we would always have to wait at the top of the stairs. And we we knew that. And we Mm -hmm. were not allowed. And we would sit there for what felt like half an hour or 45 minutes. It probably wasn't. It was probably like 10 minutes. But I mean, realistically, probably longer than that. Because what happened was my mom and dad had to get up, put their robes on. I think my mom probably had to do a little makeup. My dad had to come down, get the coffee going, get everything set up. He'd get the video camera out, set up the video camera, all that kind of stuff. And it just felt like four ever my mom would get the christmas music going and then finally once the camera was going they would say okay and we would we would run down the stairs and look at the the huge sea of gifts that was you know strewn about the the underneath the uh the tree and it was like the most magical sight all those gifts and um you know piled up and it was just so so cool and then yeah we'd open gifts and um I feel like my mom would like make some kind of a casserole or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of it. And then we got, we got to play with our gifts. Unlike you, we got to play with our, <laughs> play with our stuff. Sometimes we'd see like friends and stuff that day. And, you know, of course 
my friends in the neighborhood, we'd go out and, you know, late morning, we'd end up calling each other to see what they got. And then we'd go and play and, you know, whatever. Uh, one year I got a go-kart. That was probably one of my most incredible gifts. Oh my gosh, gifts. that's cool. Oh man, it was so awesome. You know, we always had like <clears throat> lots of gifts and then kind of one large gift, mm -hmm. like a finale gift. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times that was like a video game or video game console or yeah. a trampoline one year. In this case, we had a we had a uh, go-kart and, and Santa sent us on a scavenger hunt. Mm. through the house and we had to find clues and we found you know other stuff and then it would be like you know go outside and you know look over the rail and there you'll see you know your whatever yeah and it was it was incredible but i mean that's that's pretty much our traditions and some of those like you know i want to carry over the reading to her mm -hmm. um some of those we already have incorporated in yeah, our own pajamas christmas mm -hmm. eve Mm -hmm. I want to incorporate the cinnamon rolls the night before Christmas. Well, your thing, the cinnamon rolls. And uh, yeah, we've, we've just kind of meshed the, our favorite parts of our Christmas tra traditions growing up into ours. Yeah. Cause we've been, Oh, I moved out here seven years ago and um, we've had six Christmases here, five, five or six Christmases here now. And um, we've just had to adapt to our own Christmas now. And this is actually our first year ever that we're having a Christmas in L.A. with anyone other than ourselves. And we have Kenny. Um, your dad is actually arriving tomorrow and my mom will be here. Yeah, which I don't think I've done Christmas. You pointed this out to me. I don't think I've been with my dad on Christmas Day for a long, long time. Maybe since I moved out here. Well, neither one of us have had Christmas with a family member other than each other in like six years. Yeah, Christmas it's, Day. It's been us or Christmas Eve. Right. Yeah. So it's it's just been us. And um, we just decided a long time ago we didn't want to travel for the holidays anymore. And honestly, that was a great decision for us. Well, yeah. I mean, there's things that obviously are bad about it, but there's things that are good about it too. It's just what we wanted to do for ourselves, just yep. to have our own traditions, especially now having her like yeah. awesome. A couple of things I forgot to mention is that on Christmas Eve, as I got older, we started White Elephant Gift Exchange, that that was kind of like became the highlight of Christmas Eve. But also um, a couple of things that I wanted to say about Christmas that were really special is one year I got a puppy for Christmas. Um, on Christmas morning, Santa brought me a puppy. It was Angel. And then another year, my mom actually had a Santa come in in the middle of the night. So full on dressed in Santa, woke me up, walked me out. I got to see Santa actually putting gifts under the tree. My mom videotaped it the next morning. She asked me about it. I have had no recollection of it whatsoever. I was sleepwalking and she had to show me the videotape to prove to me that I, that it actually happened because oh I don't, didn't recall any of it. So that's funny, <laughs> but that was, that was pretty that special. Tape. She has it. So I'm sure <laughs> she has it. And then that was another question when I found out that Santa didn't wasn't real that. Well, wait a minute. Who was that? She told me it was her friend from work. Oh, so sad. I know. So sad. I know. Hey, let's move on a little bit. Hey, can I play you a skit from SNL? You yeah. want to play it for me? Yeah, well, and the audience here. How are you going to play it for the audience? Well, I mean, you're not going to be able to see it, but you're going to be able to listen to it, obviously. Okay. That's how podcasts work. <laughs> But they they did they did a um, skit this weekend, oh. and it's called the best Christmas ever with Matt Damon. Yeah, Have you seen I saw this? this. No, I, I saw it circulating, but I didn't watch it. 
Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. And you guys can uh maybe maybe Angela can narrate. All right, here we go. Best Christmas ever. <laughs> So, did you have a Merry Christmas? Are you kidding me? That was the best Christmas ever. Really? Babe, I had a smile on my face from the moment I woke up. Excited than the kids. Yeah, I know. Honestly. I was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> they like their presents, right? Dana loves her playhouse. <laughs> you weren't up too late building it, were you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a breeze. My family didn't ruin your day, did they? No. I love that we hosted this year. Mary, traffic was awful. Three hours. Whoa, you can't wait. <laughs> you sure? Honestly, babe, they made my day. <laughs> hey, Ray, is Cameron sick? I can't believe your cousin made the drive. I know. It was so nice to see him. Yeah. Why do I have to take it off? Why? Dinner table in front of my kids. No, you're racist against whites. You're racist against whites. She is. And how about you, the hostess with the most, is taking care of everybody? How do you do it? I guess I was just full of Christmas cheer. I don't know. <laughs> She's like chugging wine. Well, I had a perfect day. Me too. I mean, this is going to sound corny, but... I don't know if it was you and the kids. You're not adopted. She's not adopted. Why would you tell her? Or the family being here. <laughs> but I definitely felt some Christmas magic today. <laughs> I absolutely love them. Come on, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Best Christmas ever? Best Christmas ever. Well, that was a pretty uh, accurate little depiction there, I think, of uh, some people's Christmas. I wish you guys could see it. If you if you want to go see it, go online and, and search uh, Best Christmas Ever. That was Matt Damon, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just a funny uh, skit there about how everyone says Christmas is so great, but everything was pretty much a nightmare. It's a lot of work <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, the bigger she gets, the more work it's going to be to like hide all the gifts and wrap all the gifts and put them all together and yeah. cooking and baking and... I have a lot of baking ahead of me tonight, even. So you have a lot some of baking work in front of you. Yeah, yeah, you do too. You just don't know it yet. So, uh, hey, I found a couple of like funny things here. 
Okay. This is 25 real parenting pro tips for the holidays. I'm going to tell you, you know, let's, let's just keep going with that. Um, uh, no kids thing. Cause there's some, uh, I'll actually, I'm going to bleep them out. Don't worry about it. Okay. So anyway, this is talking about real tips for real kids. You know what? Scratch that. I'm, I'm going to read you a different article first. <laughs> it's not an article, but this is, um, this is called respectful parenting at Christmas time. What is that? Well, I have a feeling that you're going to laugh at this. So this article, it's a blog post, actually, and this is from happinessishereblog.com. And it was posted a few years ago, titled Respectful Parenting at Christmas Time. And this is how to be respectful to your kids at Christmas time. Let them decorate. They should be involved. Loads of fun. I agree. Totally. Kick the elf off the shelf. The whole reporting back to Santa thing? No, don't do that. Also included in this category, phony calls from Santa threatening kids to be good. Video messages from Santa telling kids they need to pick up their game. I don't need to explain why this isn't respectful. I don't think, but you can read more about unconditional parenting here. This is saying that that's bad, that you shouldn't do that. That's not a good way to respect your child. <laughs> Angela's smiling at me. Um, here's another tip from how to respect your child at Christmas time. Don't force photos with Santa. People often try to distract them with toys and continue taking photos. That doesn't mean you have to listen to them. Scoop in there and pick them up, parent. Jump in with them if they have a photo, if they're okay with that instead. Don't force it. We don't want to encourage kids to not listen to their instincts when they're clearly feeling uncomfortable with the situation. It's not respectful to be snapping photos of them when they're distressed. Huh. Right? We shouldn't, we shouldn't take a picture of our kid if she's in distress. Uh, huh. Here's another tip. Talk about what will happen on Christmas Day. What does that mean? Well, Christmas time is a busy time. Lots going on. Lots of chances for kids to become overwhelmed. All of a sudden, they've reached their limit. You've been so busy that you've missed the early warning signs that they're at their breaking point. I should stop. I feel like I'm talking like I'm making fun of this. I'm not. I shouldn't. I'm not. You kind of are. Well, a little bit. But uh, this says that we need to uh, just tell them everything. You know, Let them know what's happening around them so it's not crazy. So basically, revolve our entire day around them. Yeah. In our life. Well, let's be honest. Kind of, I mean, for, but, you know. But the, I mean, like, this is, is just is sort an of about the kids. Though, it is. So. It's very much about the kids, but this is an extreme. Okay. Well, hey, let's save your judgments. Let them open presents at their own pace. Okay. Isn't that what kids do, anyways? They rip through them. Well, no, no. You know what? Honestly, we had to do it. We had to go one by one by one by one by one. Like each one took a turn? Yep. See, I, I didn't have any siblings, so. No, no, no. Every family member took turns. Oh, no, we didn't do that. See, I know some people that like don't have gifts wrapped at all. I know some people, some people that go in there, as soon as they wake up, they just run down and rip open gifts. But, you know, my family, as I just described everyone, we were very structured in a way. So we literally had, you know, as my sister and my mom and my dad. But what happens if somebody has more gifts than other people? Uh, you know, they would double up or whatever, just to kind of like even things out. Hmm. Um, anyway, back to this article. Let them open presents at their own pace. Okay. 
They get overwhelmed. It's too much. So it was always me that opened gifts, gifts all mine at once. And then my parents would open gifts after that. That's hmm. how we did it. Yeah. We need to That's careful, how I slow think down, we'll do let things unfold at their own pace. Okay. And, and lastly, how to respect your kid during Christmas time is say no to forced affection. Christmas means family, and that's a good thing. We want our kids to love our extended family, but we must remember to give them time and space and always respect their bodies. We want to respect their right to say no. We want them to feel complete ownership over their own body. So <clears throat> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so the, the whole forcing it with, with Santa thing, I get it. Santa can be scary, just like Mickey or anybody. So, like, if she's scared to death, I'm not going to force her to sit on his lap and, and have a meltdown. What I'll do is hold her, and then I'll sit on Santa's lap while I hold her. That's what I would do, personally. Look, this is not our style of life. It's not our style of parenting. It's not our style of how we live. Uh, this is all very... But I also kind of agree with the, like, don't don't force extended family members on her. Like, if, some, if she's scared, because she's so weird with men, if she's scared to go to somebody and doesn't want to be held by them. I'm not going to force her to do that. You know, like, no, in all seriousness, there's actually some really valid points in, in this art. And I hope I didn't sound like I was making fun of it too much. Cause there is valid points. But some of it is sure. wonky. Some of well, it is wonky. It just, it read a little, a little juju, a little extreme, but, uh, but there's some valid points. She's got, she's got great ideas in juxtaposition to the article. I just read, I want to go over 25 real, parenting pro tips for the holidays because let's face it holidays can be stressful social media makes it worse you know uh so let's go over some real parenting pro tips santa or santa oh my gosh social media makes things seem so like the bar is set so high yeah okay real tips number one if you forget to move the elf Tell your kids they did something naughty in that room and the elf stuck around so that they could redeem themselves. <laughs> Number two, don't fight the kids about eating their Christmas candy. Just let them eat the hell out of that shit. It'll be fine. Are you going to bleep this out? What? Babe, bleeps, you do know bleeps happen afterwards in editing. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Ah, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Number three, to a child, Santa is basically God from the Old Testament, full of blessings and wrath. Use him to your full advantage. <laughs> Number four, take Christmas pictures early enough that you can still threaten the kids that Santa will bring coal. Kids don't give a shit about pictures. Number five, 90% of Christmas morning is telling children to go back to bed. Use your best Batman voice. Number six. The real test of a parent's patience is watching a child wrap a Christmas present. Buy extra tape and just <laughs> let it go. Number seven, you don't have to put the elf in clever scenarios. It's a lot of work. And secretly, all your Facebook friends will think you're an ass. <laughs> Number eight, there's a 40% chance that one of your children will pee, puke, or poop at the school Christmas program. Plan accordingly. Number nine, you will spend $100 plus on a Christmas present only for the baby to play with the box. Save mm. money and just buy a box. Mm. Your child will only eat the center of a roll at Christmas dinner and then ask for dessert. Just mm -hmm. give it to them. 
It's the only way to maintain the magic of Christmas. <laughs> Number 11, changing a friend's name in your phone to Santa and then having them periodically text threats to your children is a parenting win. <laughs> Number 12, kids act like total ass hats the day after Christmas. It's like a Christmas hangover. Don't take it personally. Number 13, with a toddler, a Christmas tree becomes a regular tree really fast. Only decorating the top half of the tree will save you a trip to the emergency room. Trust me. Number 14, the worst thing about holidays is the Jingle Bells Batman Smells parody. Don't be in a rush to teach it to your children. Mm. Number 15, take all your dreams of a perfect holiday moment and add fighting, crying, and poop. That will help you establish true holiday expectations. Mm -hmm. expectations. Mm -hmm. Number 16, in early December, oh no, what just happened? It just went away. There it's back. Number 16, in early December, go to the portable North Pole and make a personalized video in which Santa tells your children they have been naughty. That way they can spend the rest of the month redeeming themselves. <laughs> Number 17, ultimately, Pinterest turns all parents into holiday failures. Do yourself mm -hmm. a favor and watch clips from Married with Children on YouTube instead. It'll keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. 18, Christmas outfits always lose to holiday chocolate. Keep the kids in their PJs as long as possible. Yeah. 19, Cutting down your own tree is, as a family, sounds amazing, in theory. Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. Griswold. Yep. 20. Before you buy a toy that makes noise, really reflect on how big of a dumb ass you're being. <laughs> yeah. For babies, for sure. Yeah. 21. Having difficult wrapping paper for gifts from Santa is pre predicated on the idea that children give a shit about wrapping paper. Number 22. When eating your children's Christmas candy, take time to hide the evidence. Kids will take that shit personally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number 23, calories don't count during the holidays. Calories don't count during the holidays. Calories don't count during the holidays. This is your parenting mantra. 24, there'll be a moment when your children will give you a hug and tell you thanks. It will be sincere and wonderful, and you will not catch it on film, but that's okay. Store it in your holiday memory bank and withdraw it later when everyone is fighting over who got the best gifts this year. And number five, the best parenting tip out there, it just says caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So those are real versus uh, the respectful parenting. But hey, you know what? To each their own. And, uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, I'm excited for her first Christmas. We got her some some fun toys. I'm excited to see. Her reaction, if she even has one, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think we're just going <laughs> to let her rip open some gifts. We got her uh, yeah. a, a, a moving Mickey from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, the hot dog dancing The hot Mickey. dog dancing mm -hmm. Mickey. Uh, you know, got a, a, other... a ride-on car. Mm. Which yeah. I don't even think she can really ride on it yet. The one but... that I got her was is, is small enough for her, yeah. Yeah. So our, par uh, our parents, <laughs> our friends who are parents got their kid a riding car and it had like little like rail guards on it. Yeah, I really want to hear cool. that for her first birthday. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys, if you're listening before Christmas, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas from our family to yours. We're yep. so happy uh, that you have joined us and uh, we're so thankful um, to each and every one of you listeners out there. And uh, we just hope your, your holiday is filled with joy and um, happiness and family and laughter and love and, of course, a lot of cookies and sweets because <laughs> unfortunately ours probably will be too it's not an unfortunate thing that's a well, wonderful thing it's a fortunate and unfortunate I'm getting ready to go make some fudge right now I know now. you are I know you are 
All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. We love you and have a great holiday. Merry Christmas.